All right, welcome to our first episode of the Reality of Herbal Therapy podcast. And today we're going to, we've got Dr. Michael James and his son Scott James. Um, both of them are clinical herbalists, and Dr. James also has a degree in naturopathic medicine. Um, today we'll be talking about candida, but before we begin, we want to um, inform you of our disclaimer. Do not feel that by listening to this podcast that we have dispensed medical advice to you or have given you the ability to treat yourself or others with this information. We do not directly or indirectly dispense medical advice or prescribe the use of herbs as a form of treatment for sickness without medical approval. It's not the intent of this podcast to diagnose, diagnose or prescribe. The intent is only to offer herbal information from the herbalist's point of view, only for your consideration. In the event you use this information without your doctor's approval, you are prescribing for yourself, which is your God-given right. But the publisher and authors assume no responsibility. So let's start with um, Dr. James. Um, today we were had some questions about Candida. What can you tell us about Candida? Well... When, when you first uh, read that email to me, I realized that's something we need to talk about because it's really, really misunderstood. Um, I think the public at large believes that there's some magical illness that you catch and it's called candida, and that's not the, the reality of the problem. The problem is, is uh, a misunderstanding of what's going on in their digestive tract. Uh, my son... Uh, also has uh, is in this uh, podcast. I guess we're calling him a podcast, uh, and he's going to jump in here uh, whenever he feels like. We got kind of want to have kind of an open forum, and Jim is here. The first thing I want to describe to you is candida. If you look at your digestive tract and and uh, assign a arbitrary number of a hundred percent functioning. Let's say that 100% functioning, everyone in this room has 100% functioning, or our digestive tract is digesting the food we put in it at 100%, okay? Very unusual to see that happen. However, let's divide that, that functioning into two groups. There's many others, but let's divide it into two groups. Let's divide it into acidophilus and candida. These are the little guys that digest our food and break them down so that we can uh, get it into our bloodstream and get it to our tissues. And when people say, oh, I have candida, it's like, yeah, you do. Everyone does. But the problem is, is in our refined diet and, and taking pharmaceuticals, that, uh, particularly antibiotics, that destroy uh, some of those digestive factors, what happens is we stay at 100% digestive ability, but it by taking antibiotics, you destroy the acidophilus. So let's say it goes down 10%. In order to balance a good digestive tract, then candida grows 10%. So if it, the acidophilus goes down 20, then the candida goes up 20. Do you understand? It's that, that, that scale. Just kind of, it has to be balanced. It balances out because if there's no acidophilus, then how are you going to digest food? Well, the candida jumps in there. And anytime there's an excess of anything in our body, our body sees it as a toxin. Our body has an equal balance uh, homeostasis of different elements that are in our body, whether it's candida or 
whether it's lactobacillus or whatever it is, there's a, there's a, a good balance. And when there's too much of one, then our body sees it as a toxin and has to get rid of it. And well, how does it get rid of it? It gets rid of it through our bowels, or if it gets rid of it through our skin. That's why often a candida overgrowth will show up in our skin because our skin is one of the largest organs for cleansing. And our body will take this extra toxin as it sees it now because there's too much of it, so it's toxic. We'll move it out through our skin, and that's why oftentimes we'll get it on our skin or in other areas that our body is trying to cleanse it out of our body and trying to create an equilibrium again between the candida and the lactobacillus or the other digestive enzymes. Now, you said a word you're going to have to explain because we're not talking to doctors. Homeostasis? Yes. (laughs) Homeostasis is basically just the proper balance between two things. It's like a scale. Um, there's a, if you put five pounds on one side of the scale, you have to have five pounds on the other. There's a ratio that has to exist between all digestive enzymes and everything in our body. There's a certain ratio, and if that balance is off, then our homeostasis is off. So a homeostasis is ex- uh, when our body is functioning properly and all of um, the nutrients, or, or in this case, all of the digestive en- enzymes are in their proper balance. Now, as, as we talk about candida and, and acidophilus, I refuse to use the statement uh, probiotic. Probiotic is, a, is a, a word that was, I don't know how they did it, but the acidophilus industry has claimed it as theirs. And every time you hear the word uh, uh, I think that's one of Dr. James's pet peeves. Oh, man, it really rips <laughs> me up. It, okay, any it, the word means pro. Pro means... Uh, Good or four, yeah, and and then biotic means life, so it's for life. So anything that we take into our our bodies is a probiotic that's good for us, like food. Food can be classified a probiotic, and the acidophilus industry has claimed. I mean, the whole world. I mean, I should say the U.S. The whole U.S. is you talk about a probiotic, everybody knows you're talking about acidophilus. That's not the only probiotic formula. So I'm not going to go down that anymore, but it, it really irritates me <clears throat> that they've, they've gotten that. What they're doing is going down the wrong road because they're going to end up being classified as a pseudo-pharmaceutical, and that's not a good thing. Okay, Especially since the new probiotics, one of the most popular and best quality comes from humans. They take it out of... Oh, let's not go do that. A let's colon. Do, let's do that last. <laughs> okay. Okay. But um, the tradi- most people, when they think of treating candida, they think of just filling up the lactobacillus or filling up the probiotics, as a lot of people call it. So they take uh, probiotics, and then they're like, uh, they'll take some cleanses to cleanse out uh, yeast. But what we need to think about it is actually healing the digestive tract, giving the digestive tract the proper digestive enzymes to function properly and to cleanse itself properly to get out that excess stuff. Well, let's talk about that, but I want to define candida. Okay, I want to, the, the problem of candida. People that, you know, they have red blotches on their, on their cheeks. That could be candida. Uh, they have uh, wherever skin touches skin, like under the breasts or the belly or whatever, it, it'll, it'll get red and get a rash there. That's candida. Well, what happens, how that ends up happening is most toxins are stored in fat. Candida is generally not. It just comes through the skin. The blood brings it to the surface, and, and, and the body's trying to expel it that way, particularly when you've got a, a, an overgrowth. 
which and you can't have an overgrowth unless you're lower in the acidophilus strains. So a lot of people say, well, I'll take more acidophilus. Yes, that's a good uh, idea. Or change the environment in the digestive tract so it encourages acidophilus to grow. Now, by the time yeast is coming through the skin, and you've got you can have um, uh, vaginal yeast, you can have just yeast everywhere uh, on the on the body, and by the time you get those symptoms, the the skin is pretty well full of yeast. And it takes a, a significant amount of time to to stop the yeast growth in the digestive tract and then purge that yeast out of the skin. Okay, skin problems are dirty, generally dirty blood. So you've also got that problem. Just not just digestive tract. You have blood that is overwhelmed with yeast. Okay, now. The things to, I want to talk a little bit about the things that encourage the acidophilus cultures to shape up and grow better, okay? First off, any, any processed food is going to uh, discourage uh, good acidophilus growth. So any thing you pull out of the freezer section and zip the top off and throw it in your nuclear oven, uh, it encourages acidophilus to to die. It's not so much that you're trying to kill the yeast. You're trying to get that homeostasis again, that balance between the yeast and the acidophilus. So you're kind of like talking about white flour, white sugar? Um, the whites. Anything white? The whites. Over bleached, over processed? You know, any, anybody that is white is looking for a tan, you know? So you got to tan your digestive tract with some some food that has some some uh, nutrients in it. Color means they're empty. They're empty, empty, empty. They have no nutrients in them. And, and many of the way many of the ways we get our digestive enzymes are actually from our foods. Yes. So if we aren't eating anything that gives us digestive enzymes, and we're using digestive enzymes that break down our food, but also they aren't just there forever and live forever. They actually die in the process or they get mixed in the process of digesting our foods. So if we aren't filling our, <laughs> that back up with the proper digestive enzymes, we're losing it. Well, the interesting thing about food is that a digestive enzyme comes from the very food that you eat. If you need a digestive enzyme for beans, it's you got to eat beans. And that's it, the it, process. It, that's problem with the digest the processed foods because they processed out all of the digestive enzymes. And then you're filled, Then you're left with the, the glue. Like people right now have a and, and this is a real similar subject. Uh, a gluten intolerance. Gluten intolerance is that not that they're allergic to yeast. Yes, they are now, but they've eaten so much refined processed food. They don't have the enzymes from the brown rice and the and the whole grains to be able to digest that goo or the processed white stuff. And then they have a reaction to it. Most everyone that really wants to desensitize themselves to to uh, those type of illnesses, they need to go back to natural food. Okay, They need to go back to whole grain. Now, I tell people whole grain, and I've had, I have offices in health food stores, and they'll go out and they'll pick up a box of, of of cereal and they'll come in and say is this whole grain no it's not whole grain i'm talking if it doesn't look like rice when you cook it it's not whole grain 
Because each time you simplify food, you allow your body to break it down quicker. And when your body breaks down quicker, whatever it breaks down right away, whatever sugars go into the bloodstream, have to be used right away. Otherwise, it stores it as fat. So the more we simplify our foods, the quicker it goes into our system. And our body's like, oh, overload, and uses insulin to put it into our fat cells instead of utilizing it. So that's why the food is, when you eat food whole, it takes a longer time for it to actually enter. It's like a slow release of nutrients into your body, plus all of the enzymes it takes to break itself down. So we're constantly restoring those enzymes instead of eating foods that are so devoid of those enzymes. That's why candida would have a, a tendency to overgrow if we don't get those enzymes in constantly. I mean, they're in, they're in fruits and they're in vegetables and they're in grains, but how often do Americans eat that? Well, if a lot you, of people say, I, I can't eat fruit, it's got sugar and my candida will get carried away. Way it or not, you need to look at it a different way. Instead of worrying about feeding the candida, you need to feed the acidophilus so that that balance begins to to justify itself. Because Plus, digestive is going to happen, and candida it has a tendency to get carried mm-hmm. away. So you're you're looking for you're looking for foods that are that are uh, fermented. Uh, there's a big question that the person that somebody asked is how does fermented food because there's a lot of information on the internet that says fermented food is bad for candida well I'm sorry that's out there I can't <laughs> stop that okay fermented foods are gonna Americans don't know what fermented foods are I think it also comes from the concept that a lot of people think fermented and they think yeast to ferment yeah and, and, and that's that's a point you were talking about earlier. Is it like in the vitamins? Mm-hmm. There's yeast in the vitamins. Why don't you go through that and explain that? Um, well, in the vitamin, they have the B vitamin. It comes from nutritional yeast, and nutritional yeast is yeast grown to a certain point, and then it is actually heated to um, to kill it. It's dead yeast because yeast is a little. It's no longer active. Yeah, it's not active. Yeast. Exactly. When it's active, it can grow. It can populate. It can get bigger and. Um, it can create more. But with this yeast, it is not. It doesn't grow anymore. But we're getting a, a nutrient from that yeast when it's dead because it's eaten. It's either grown on grain. Um, nutritional yeast isn't grown on grain, but there's several different places it is grown. But as it's grown to a certain point, it builds a lot of B vitamins and a lot of other things. And then it is heated to a certain point to keep those nutrients and prevent it from growing anymore. Just like if you cooked bread. Once you cook the bread, the yeast is dead. The yeast dies, and you have all of the benefits of it without it being able to grow anymore. And we were just talking so about sugars. Uh, you mentioned fruits, and a lot of people are afraid to eat fruits to take care of their candida. One wonderful thing about fruits is they cleanse. They pull toxins from your body and help them to move out the bowels. They encourage the liver to actually take some of our toxins and flush it out. Well, I know a lot. Of, I know right now, you know, people who think, well, fruit. Well, I eat my fruit roll-ups. Once a day, and so I get my fruit. We're not talking about fruit roll-ups. We're talking about taking an apple and biting it. Exactly. And chewing it up. And those encourage the your liver to actually function. And your, there are several different cleansing organs in your body. Your kidneys, your lungs, and your skin. And if your skin is overloaded with toxins, all the yeast, your body's got to get rid of it somewhere. Oftentimes, it's because your liver wasn't processing it enough and going through the bowels. So now it's going through your skin. So it's always beneficial to eat fruit because it encourages the liver to, hey, let's clean some of this out of the bowels and take some of the load off the skin. 
Yeah, you know, I have patients that, re- you know, that I'll say, well, eat some fruit, and they say, I, I, I can't eat fruit. It's sugar. Well, it is, is, is water hydrogen? Yes and no, but it's not going to explode. You know, wh- whoever created the fruit knew exactly what he was doing. Sometimes you get a sour apple. Well, that's just the way it is. Sometimes you get a real sweet one. That's just the way it is. Don't ever add sugar to fruit. Something or I cook want, it. I want to mention is we're, we're talking a lot about digestive and this and haven't said a whole bunch about how to get rid of yeast. Because yeast is uh, not <laughs> candida overgrowth. It's basically yeast. Um, uh, candida is natural in our bodies, and it's by eating proper foods that we're normally supposed to eat in our diet and getting good whole foods that we create a healthy digestive tract. And when the digestive tract is healthy, it's able to get rid of the excess candida that we don't need, and it's able to create homeostasis or that balance. There are herbal formulas that will help with it that we can talk about a little bit later, but a lot of it comes down to what you eat. And a lot of people don't think about what they're eating that it really has to affect it, they don't think. Eh. And that's the reason Scott and I are talking about diet here. Not There are herbal formulas that will help. But we, we're trying to stress that 70-80% of your recovery is you've got to change your stinking diet. Plain and simple. So while we're talking about diet, maybe we should hit on food combining. Because I mean, that's, a, that's a major thing that we talk about. And, and how does food combining affect... Well, food combining, and, number one, food combining... It, let's say that you're eating good food, and you and then you you start with food combining, which in a nutshell is you don't eat proteins with starches because the digestive environment when you eat proteins, the digestive environment of enzymes and stuff like that that come into the stomach when you eat a protein is between one and two. That's the pH. Okay, the pH for starch is between six point five and seven, so they're they're apart. And they fight. That's why you get gas with beans when you put meat in your beans. That's why in, in digestive tract problems are alleviated 90% of the time if you food combine properly. And there's there's information in, in on our web pages. There's charts. There's all kinds of stuff. But it boils down to one thing. Don't eat protein and starch in the same meal. And something I want to mention about this is that a lot of people think of digestion that it happens clear until it comes out. And what, um, break, sorry, there's digestion and there's absorption. I like to break our digestion into that section because we really digest a lot of our food or break it down in our stomachs and in our mouth. Yep, our teeth do that's, a lot of that. That's where the breaking down of the food to its individual elements. A lot of people think, oh, you eat protein, bam, you pack on some muscle, just go straight to your muscle and you build muscle. That's Stupid. bunk. <laughs> Uh, because what happens to protein is protein goes in your stomach and protein is broken apart into its individual amino acids, into its base elements. Even beyond that. Yeah, it's broke down to its base elements and then it goes into your um, lower, your small intestines and then later into your large intestines and it's slowly absorbed and then it's taken to the liver and the liver says, oh, we need protein. So it reorders a protein and sends it where it needs to go. Our body builds it as it needs it from then the base elements. From beans and rice, 
if you took beans, if you ate beans and rice and it went through your digestive tract and ended up in your liver, and you did the same with meat, and you look at it in your liver, you couldn't tell the difference. Now, between the way it's getting to the liver is through the bloodstream. Yeah, through the like bloodstream the and everything. It's going to go through the bloodstream, and after it's absorbed through the out of the digestive tract into the blood, it'll pass through the liver, and the liver controls what um, hormones go through our body, all the chemicals, it gets rid of the toxins, but it also reorders nutrients how they need to be because our digestive tract breaks it down. An essential amino acid, let me give you the definition of essential amino acid. An essential amino acid has a constituent in it that our body cannot create, like sulfur. You look at the essential amino acids, they're all broken down to those elements, but that nutrient is essential. So to me, there's certain essential nutrients, not essential proteins, because those nutrients can be gotten all kinds of ways. Exactly, and our body reorders it anyways, so they think protein, oh, it has all of them there, so you eat protein. But you can get the same from beans and rice and all sorts of things. Now what I was pointing out with this is that if you don't break it down properly in your stomach, if your stomach can't break it down to its individual elements and break it down how it's supposed to, then your digestive tract can't break it down the rest of the way. It's impossible for it to go through and break it down. And the colon pretty much just absorbs water. Exactly. The colon can't um, break down. Um, if protein isn't broken down in the digestive tr- in the stomach, it goes and it actually creates gas and putrefies the rest of the way as it moves through your system. That's why it's so important to food combine because it allows your stomach to do its job to break it down to its individual elements so your colon can actually do the rest of the work and absorb versus trying to break anything else down because it's not made to do that. Okay, so we're to the point where we're going to have to define some things because we've chewed on this for 20 minutes already. (laughs) And we plan on only chewing on it for 30 minutes. So we want you to know how important it is to eat food, not food products. The the reason we believe as, as natural physicians that illness occurs is from two things a lack of nutrients, and toxicities, and or both. So if we're not eliminating, just the mere fact of you not eliminating regularly, what's regularly? Once, bowel you movements? Pooping? Once R- eliminating? To, to three times a day. Okay. In fact, yeah, yeah I mean, you define <laughs> homeostasis, I'm sorry. Okay, so... A normal function of the body is when you eat, 30 minutes after you eat, your your colon should be uh, saying some things to you. It's normal. It's natural. Well, so with a just steak, not, it might be an hour, though. Well, especially if you had a potato <laughs> with it or a piece yeah. of bread. Okay. So actually moving your bowels is number one. Now, there are some formulas that will help with that. Uh, colonic caps. Helps bulk up the digestive tract. Clean lax is a laxative, and if you need that, use that. But it's not a healer. It just it's just a laxative. Colser is a is a healer to the digestive tract and encourages acidophilus to grow and yeast to come down. Infection the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're uh, they cause that homeostasis in the digestive tract, so that acidophilus and yeast can balance themselves out. So if somebody's going to take our advice and they're going to start eating right, then what herbs would we put them on? Well, those formulas I've mentioned, and if it's into the into the skin, I would use blood wash also. So you're saying we give them like three colser a day and... 
they're going to have to they're going to have to see what works for them because if their bowels get carried away, they need to cut down on the formulas. Well, where would you start? I would start with colser infection. Colser infection, three and three. Uh, yes, and unless the problem was has been real severe. I three seems to be a magic number with Doctor James. Three, six, nine, twelve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. if you're down, start out with three. Okay, and they're in capsule form, easy to take. I'm sure some are very familiar with our formulas. But I've seen miracles happen just with culture, just with culture and getting the digestive tract running. But if that's in the skin, you're going to have to do some blood wash also. So three a day of the blood wash as well? I wouldn't take any more than three a day. That's pretty brisk formula. It's not going to hurt you. It's just it's it's a, a real stimulant that... If you don't put enough water in your stomach when it opens up, you'll know it. I like to take it in the evening because sometimes I burp it up and there's a lot of cayenne. And I'm sleeping when that happens. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> Same with heart. Yeah, but. well. Well, the thing to know about any herbal formula is like the blood wash, heart. Anything that cleanses out this, the body real quick. If it's doing it too fast, you're taking too much. That's and right. Just cut back. That's right, um, and if and if your digestive tract's having a, a grumbly moment, you're not drink probably not drinking enough. Water. So when we're saying we're doing it too fast, I think what we're meaning with blood wash, if it starts to make a skin eruption, usually it'll help to clean up the skin eruption, but it's helping to move toxins away from the skin and other things like that. Um, if the rash can get if worse, the rash can get worse. So if it starts to get worse for a little bit, just back off a little bit. But with clean with live clean, it means you could get the poops. If you get if it starts to clean your bowels out too fast, just back down. Just, just back down a little bit. Um, infection, I don't know. I've never seen anything happen with infection. Just people getting better. Yeah, I, infection. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's it works so effectively in cleaning the lymphatic system and I, moving things through and, and would, sharing with the other cleansing organs that I haven't seen a, a much of a cleansing effect effect with infection. Well, a cleansing in, in, effect, in but not in not a. Um, in the bowels. In the bowels? Right. Sometimes it runs it off? Uh, no, I've never seen it. It's very, yeah. very So, I mean, it'll, it'll cleanse, but it doesn't seem to have that bad side effect sometimes of cleansing. It never does it too fast. So, the bottom line with candida is, candida is the result of a digestive tract that's been awry for quite a while. And balancing that out, the first step is to begin to eat food that has nutrients in it. If it's white and pasty... Leave it alone. Now, if you need to do a, a flush or a cleanse to, to get your, your... You're actually addicted to that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you need to do a cleanse, we've got... We'll, we'll be doing more of these. Um, and we'll talk about how to do a cleanse and get your addictions down because you're addicted to white stuff. And I wanted to mention one other thing because we talked about if they wanted to take... Uh, sorry, lactobacillus or the those things, would they take... Uh, Acidophilus pill, or would you prefer they take uh, no, I'd prefer, eat some yogurt? I'd prefer them take a pro a probiotic. A probiotic, okay. <laughs> now, a probiotic is anything that's good for your digestive tract. Now, I have a tendency to use yogurts and and culture and to uh, yo play uh, yogurt. <laughs> Not Yoplait. When you say yogurt, uh, okay. first thing that comes to people's mind usually is Yoplait. Yoplait. Go to the health food store and get a good brand that doesn't have uh, sugars and and uh, artificial flavors and natural flavor, flavors and stuff like that. And that ha- doesn't have, that's not uh, cooked. 
when um, they can cook it in some of their processes, but usually after the yogurt is make, made, if they want it to stay exactly that way, they'll cook it, which kills the bacteria. So you want it to say live bacteria. You want to know that they didn't kill the bacteria. The reason I want people to change their diets is because I really have an, a, a problem with acidophilus because of where it comes from. Yeah. I would much rather you eat uh, sauerkraut and and things like that. Eat foods, not food products. Right. Because uh, the reality of where acidophilus comes from is there'll be some brand that will tout not from rats. <laughs> well, it, you know. Well, but they tout well, from humans. No, hold it. They scrape out dead rats digestive tract and take the acid off us from them put it in pills and you take it I have a real problem with that but the the people that say not from rats are actually from human sources cadavers and I, I just I, I don't think we need to do that to be able to be healthy is to take something that came from somebody's cousin. how the rat build it I don't in their to, digestive tract he ate he ate <laughs> exactly okay? he ate and we can eat now, there are some things, other things. Coconut oil is awesome in your digestive tract and will help balance out the candida and the acidophilus. Coconut oil. You do it, you use it in everything. Okay? Uh, apple cider vinegar and honey helps balance out that equilibrium. There's a lot of different things. Uh, depending, on the, depending on the response to this uh, candida uh, discussion, if you want more, we need to have some place that they can say more on this, and and we'll we'll talk more about this. Yeah, uh, give Jim some more questions to ask us. Why don't if some of you people want to know more about it, ask specific questions, and on the next one on candy, that we will address those those those. Or maybe questions. we could have a segment of answering questions quick, quick <laughs> before well, we get into it. I don't know. Our time's burned up. I hope you enjoyed this. Please change your diet. Don't look at it as a disease that you caught. Oh, I've got candida. No, you got a bad digestive tract. Change what you're eating. But don't overdo it. Do it a little bit at a time. Make simple changes that you can keep up. Because it's no good to just go crazy and then stop. Yes, just right. do what you can. Slowly work at it. Well, it's been fun talking with you. Yep. I want to thank you guys for talking with us. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>